Next on BYU Sports Nation, a bounce-back special for BYU basketball. The Cougars shoot poorly and win by 14. How does that work? President Coach Steve Cleveland will tell us. How did the Cougars research defensively and rebound well? Plus, big deal, no deal. BYU's three-point shooting continues to struggle. And a Taysom Hill injury update. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from (laughs) Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome to December, the first day, as a matter of fact, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with our Power 5 correspondent, Jerem Jordan. Last night at the... Vivint Smart Home Arena. I want to say the Delta Center. Uh, it will always be the Delta Center. It will always Center. be the Delta Center to the uh, Utahns. Uh, they had a soft serve ice cream machine. And I said, hey, that'd be great to have that at BYU. But it's, that'd be like a Power 5 commodity, right? Someone stole my joke and told it to someone else in the media room. In the room in front of Jerry. Within earshot. <laughs> That's not cool. <laughs> There's a Key and Peele skit about this idea. Yes. And everybody, and they laughed, like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, hey. Jerem looked at me. He's I like, didn't say he, anything but, uh, he, to them, but I said to you, I said, they stole my joke. You just stole my joke. They stole my joke. Hey, like uh, Eric Mika stealing the ball and dunking it. But let's be honest. A soft serve ice cream machine at BYU would be unbelievable. Like, in, we just got a soda machine here, which is fantastic. Yes. The next step is ice cream. The soft serve ice cream on demand. But if not in a Power 5, I don't know how we can afford that. You know what I'm saying? And can we get the Butterfinger Bites and the uh, M&M's nice. hey, d- that go along with nice it? It's nice to hang out uh, in the land of the association. You know what I'm saying? Hey, also this just in. Uh, BYU just tweeted out about being number 30 in the world for most employable graduates just ahead of Duke and Johns Hopkins. That's pretty darn good. Wow. We can't compete with those guys in lacrosse but we can comp- or in uh, basketball recruiting, but we, but we can hang – an employable graduate, Spencer. Huh? <laughs> Boom! Take that! I'm glad you qualified that with recruiting. I was like, hey, no, no, BYU could I basketball just, recruiting. It's just hard for me to watch Brother Jackson do so well. <laughs> I hope he does well. I really do. The uh, one that got away. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Last night in Salt Lake City, with or without Brother Jackson, <laughs> BYU beat Utah State 77-63. Eric Mika led the Cougars with 20 points. He was a monster. LJ Rose had a career-high 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. He's the new triple-double watch guy for BYU. What? And he, he said the Cougars had a point to prove. Uh, you know, Saturday we didn't we didn't show any heart. Uh, we didn't play hard. Uh, we came out. We got embarrassed. So guys have been waiting. We've been practicing hard, and we knew we had to come out and respond. And they did respond. L.J. Rose took the loss to Utah Valley very hard. He called it embarrassing on a number number of levels, and it showed last night in the way that he played. He he was not going to let BYU suffer the same result against Utah State that they had with Utah Valley. Nice win. Nice win. Uh, he, LJ Rose called it uh, kind of like a high school game where the two student sections are going at it. I love that environment. I thought it was great. Uh, True neutral site game. Yep, up in Salt Lake, and that was awesome. So, But the bad news is that Kyle Davis missed that game. Yeah, yeah. Missed the game with a knee injury. Dave Rose was asked about uh, his chances to play against USC Saturday and said it's 
President Coach Steve Cleveland will join us to break down last night's game and what he saw. What impressed him the most, and is he concerned about three-point shooting? ESPN's Joe Lenardi doesn't have BYU in today's bracketology. That's what happens when you lose to Utah Valley. Yep. The Cougars have six opponents in his bracketology, including Saturday's opponent, USC, as a nine-seed, ranked 43 in Ken Palm, by the way. So BYU's got, got a decent schedule. They have four uh, opponents in the non-conference, two in-conference, in the tourney as of now. But guess what? It's early, baby, December 1st. So we got a, we got a lot of ball. BYU football senior quarterback slash gladiator, Taysom Hill, watched the game courtside. could have been on Gladiators. In the 90s, that TV show? Last night. could have been on that. He told me he's doing as well as he can be at this point after a fourth season-ending injury. I mean, he's a super positive guy. He will have surgery next week to repair a tendon to his triceps muscle. And Preston Jenkins, he's a swimmer. He's awesome. Second fastest time in school history in the 200 freestyle leg of the 800 freestyle relay yesterday at the Texas Invitational. Nice. Nice. The men and women's team, uh, swim and dive, are in action this weekend at the Texas Invitational in Austin. And at Colorado Mesa, your old stomping grounds, Grand Junction, for the Mesa State Invitational. Now, that's the name of the, the school previously, but they still call it that. Shout out to uh, the Maverick faithful on the Western Slope. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Bounce back special. McEwen trying to shake Hawes. Stolen away by Rose. Moore trying to chase him down. Mika throws it down for two. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call last night for BYU TV during that 14-point BYU win. That was an impressive play from a single-play standpoint. But what about the entire game? Unorthodox BYU victory. Have a voice. Answer today's Twitter question. What impressed you the most in BYU's win over Utah State last night? BYU use, use hashtag BYUSN, well, yeah. They end the two-game losing streak first and foremost and avoid what would have been only the second three-game losing streak in the Dave Rose era. BYU doesn't lose three in a row under Dave. That's unbelievable. 14-point win against Utah State, not the typical BYU win we've become accustomed to in the last six to seven years, meaning they're just going to outscore everyone. Offense is going to be pure and smooth and fast. It was not that way at all. BYU's really struggled when they haven't shot the ball well. Uh, in the Dave Rose era, and, and that's been the, the crutch, right? Well, just shoot the ball well. There's a lot more to basketball. There's a lot more to what you can bring to the table because certain things don't travel. Trust me, in the middle of February at San Diego, sometimes you just don't shoot well. So what are you going to do to win the game? You can't just expect to shoot well every night. BYU brought things last night besides shooting that enabled them to still win that game. At Cisco Rue with our first tweet in. BYU won that game with hustle, something they were lacking against Utah Valley, and Dave Royce pointed that out. They certainly didn't win by their shooting percentage. Yeah, BYU was in no way good offensively. They shot poorly they overall. They were bad. Yeah. Say what it is, not what it isn't. They were bad on, uh, on offense. You can't shoot 35% and be like, yeah, everything's great. No, no, no. The offense struggled. Four of 20 from three. 20%. Huh? That cost you one. I know. At some point, we're going to have to look at this team and have a real conversation about three-point shooting. I don't think it's now. It's seven games in. Maybe after non-conference. They get a lot of buckets inside, and they make a lot of free throws, and that certainly alleviates a lot of the concern, right? What can you control, okay? You'd think it's shooting. It's not as much as you'd think. It's defense, which is mainly effort. Rebounding, 
effort, hustle. There's some physical part to it. Yoli Childs is physically better than those Utah State Aggies to rebound the ball. That's why starts for the first time, gets 12 rebounds. And then free throws, the highest percentage shot in the sport. Uncontested, standing still, 15 feet away. BYU shooting the rock well from there. Those three things, if you can bring those things with you, they travel everywhere. And like Southwest, it's free. It goes with you. Bags, defense, rebounds, free throws fly free. And so if BYU has a poor shooting night, they can figure it out. They can, they, they can take that with them and win. In fact, this is what Dave Rose had to say about that after last night's win. You know, 23 offensive rebounds in a game where there's 56 missed shots, that's a, that's a pretty good number. And uh, with, the, with, the, with the group that's just learning how to go through this whole process, to see them respond to a, a really disappointing loss with that kind of effort, I think is what our staff's more, most impressed with. Did you hear that? Coach Rose mentioned the magical number 23, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 23 offensive rebounds versus Utah State are the third most in school history. That was also the same amount of defensive rebounds Utah State had. They had as many offensive rebounds as Utah State had defensive rebounds. That number is ridiculous. So anytime a shot went up, BYU about half of the time was getting a rebound. That's how you offset... Poor shooting. Poor shooting. BYU was plus 24 in the rebound category. 55 total rebounds to Utah State's 31. (laughs) That is unbelievable effort. This game was a grind. And as Jerem just pointed out, BYU did the things that they could control, which they didn't do against Utah Valley. They lost a lot of the 50-50 balls and the hustle plays and the effort, and they were on their heels. Those are the words of Dave Rose. But they were the aggressors, which they expect to be each and every game. And what's funny is talking with the coaching staff, this team, they've not had a bad practice. So the Utah Valley game was kind of an aberration because that's not what they become accustomed to seeing every single day. And, and they brought the effort, and you saw it through, number one, the defense. Eric Mika said at the end of the first half, BYU was really tired. They tried harder! On defense, and it yielded results. They only gave up 63 points. And if you just want one example, uh, a microcosm, if you will, of the game, yeah, it's this play where BYU gets four rebounds and finally makes a three. Yes. See how that plays out. Emory in the lane. Rose passes on the three from the corner. Win. One. The front end. Follows his shot. Now Emory for three. Two. Too strong. Rose is with it. Win will try from the corner for three. three. Tapped out by Shaw. Rose to Emery, another three. <laughs> On the fourth try, the three-pointer goes down. 20 seconds. And it was an NBA three, no less. That encapsulate <laughs> the, basically the entire game. BYU's offensive rebounding and finally paying it off. I, here's why I love this so much. Because, okay, in the last several years, I'm not talking about this year. You remember Oregon and Baylor in college football. Volume, play, snap it quick, get out in space, speed, go, 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 defense optional. That's been BYU basketball for the large part of the last several years, right? That's going to be BYU's competitive advantage, dot, dot, dot. Sometimes you got to be Alabama. Sometimes you got to play defense and just rush your ball. BYU slowed it down last night. Did you notice that? Yes. By design. Yes. You reported on that. Yes. Mid-huddle. Sometimes you have, to, you have to do something different to win a certain game. 
You're not shooting it well. All right. We got a seven or eight point lead. Let's slow it down a little bit. Let's get a good look. Let's still take a good shot. Let's not rush unnecessarily. No, let's attack and get free throws yes. in the latter part of the shot clock. I like this because now BYU is not stuck in the same uh, basketball philosophy every game. They can go into games and go, listen, we're going to devote physical effort and hustle on the defensive end. The offense is still going to be there. But if this team is not a good three-point shooting team, they're going to have to do it differently. I still think BYU is going to snap out of it, and hopefully Saturday against USC, against the Trojans in Staples Center. Awesome. But there's several ways of doing things. Every BYU Sports Nation shouldn't be the same. It should be a little different. Certain days we have to – yesterday was different. If you watched yesterday's show, it was different, and it needed to be. And that, and that worked for that day, right? BYU won with defense, effort, and rebounding. Those, Not, are, those aren't the buzzwords we use normally. No. It's threes. It's transition. It's volume, possessions. Speed. Yeah. But BYU won in a different way. And as we mentioned, Dave Rose challenged his team to rediscover that level of effort. They did. In fact, Eric Mika said since Saturday, after that loss to Utah Valley, it has been all about defense. Our mindset was just getting back to playing defense, just focusing on it. I mean, our practices, um, believe it or not, we worked on a lot of defensive stuff. Pretty much every drill was was defensive, and uh, we made sure that, that we came out and and weren't, per se, protecting something, but, but we were trying to prove something. Eric Mika was obviously good individually last night. 20 points, 6 rebounds, had 3 steals, 4 blocks. Career high 4 blocks. Had a highlight breakaway dunk where he spun and collected himself. Almost lost it. Called it jokingly the play <laughs> of his life. <laughs> you know, like that, that's the type of effort that they are looking for. And the one unsung hero really was L.J. Rose because Utah State's game plan was make the point guard who does not really want to shoot beat us. He had 18 points. 10 of 11 from the line, 2 of 4 from 3. He was the leading three-point shooter for BYU last night. In 27 minutes, no less. And he, he answered the call. Yeah. boy, L.J. Rose. There, there's a concern with Kyle Davis coming up with uh, President Coach Steve Cleveland. We'll talk about if he can't play in the USC game. Yeah, what happens? What does that mean for BYU? What does that mean for Yoli Childs? What does that mean for Braden Shaw? We'll discuss that coming up. Yeah, Braden Shaw, who was... Uh, an unexpected revelation of Braden, awesome last Braden night. Braden Shaw, the greatest player from Eagle, Idaho on campus right now? Is he edging out Tanner Mangum? <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I but, just, hey, 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 hey. Well, you just, hey. You just no, presented it, right? No, that was a better performance than anything Tanner's done so far. But in the bowl game, Tanner's got a shot to pass it. <laughs> Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BYU Clark responds to our Twitter question today with what was most impressive about last night's win, saying offensive rebounding. We played like it was our ball, and we weren't giving it up until it went through the hoop. There you go. Up next are going for two picks, but first we examine the Cougars' win with President Coach Cleveland. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation... He's jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Station. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the following question. What impressed you the most about BYU's win over Utah State last night? 10th-ranked women's volleyball takes on Princeton. Yes. In the NCAA tournament. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Big game for the Cougars. If the Cougars win that match, they play the winner of Utah and UNLV. Oh, yeah. The Cougars yeah. have already played both those opponents. BYU lost to Utah in 5. 
at in, home in a fantastic match uh, at home, and then UNLV BYU swept. So it could be BYU Utah second round, but check it out Friday night. At TwinGuy33 answering today's Twitter question, what impressed him the most about BYU basketball's win last night? Definitely impressed by LJ Rose's contributions on offense. 18 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Big if he can make defenses honest. Yeah, that would turn the tide from the three-point line. Maybe he needs to be a little more aggressive. Well, he said he's going to do whatever it takes. Whether He told me last night whether I score 2 points or 18 points, whatever it if, takes to win. Yeah, right, right now TJ Haas is in a funk a little bit. Uh, maybe LJ Rose needs to... Help carry the load a little bit. Who knows? Joining us now in studio, part of our weekly basketball coverage, is the PCC. No, not the Polynesian Cultural Center. <laughs> President Coach Cleveland. <laughs> he wields fiery takes. <laughs> Good to have you in uh, studio, Coach. Let's start with the Twitter question. What impressed you the most last night about BYU's win over Utah State? I think coming out of their practices, they were looking for effort, the coaching staff. I don't think defensively they were perfect last night, but I think what happened is that their mindset, and that was the most, their mindset was, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to play hard. I think some things offensively, too, we saw time and score being a really important thing late in that game. We saw them taking their time. We saw inside out when they weren't knocking threes down. Those are all things, as you mentioned, that you can travel with. And we saw evidence of that last night. We knew we would see evidence of a better effort after Saturday. And, uh, and it... You know, one of the things, a little bit of a false sense of success, Utah State sent all five players back in transition. I don't know if you noticed that last night, but there weren't going to be any transition baskets. And so that led itself a little bit to to giving up so many offensive rebounds. But that segment that you showed where they got four in a row, I watched that segment just a moment ago. Watching the Utah State bat, four of them stood there in the paint, underneath the basket, and watch four balls go out. So (laughs) aggressive play by BYU, having that right mindset, made a big difference. It was a difference in the game, but Utah State wasn't very good in the rebounding department last night. I'm sure their coaching staff is not real pleased watching that film. Tim Durie was pleading, (laughs) rebound the basketball. And, Coach, sometimes your team just has to be scared into action, right? Utah Valley, that shocked and woke BYU up. To say, okay, we've got to shake it up. And, and that's a, it's not a good, it's a bad loss for BYU. But maybe it was a good thing in the long run. It's for a punch team. to the gut. Yeah. And we know what that feels like. That's what it felt like for them when they walked into that locker room. That, that loss will make them better. I, I know we can look at all the NC2A implications. Forget about all that, okay? I, I think we're way ahead of ourselves. Let's watch this team evolve and grow. How do they respond to a really difficult, embarrassing defeat, giving up really 206 points in the previous two games? That, that's not going to happen. That, that coaching staff's not going to tolerate that. And I think more importantly, those players were accountable to one another for the first time. And it's one thing for me to coach you and say, hey, you got to play hard, but it's LJ saying – Hey, Nick, you got to get after this thing. Or TJ, they got to get into each other. Yeah. That was one of the things that Travis Hansen, Terrell Day, some of the young, young players when they started, that was one of the things that made those teams special is you had players that held each other accountable. Did the Cougars discover a new form of winning last night? I mean, do you anticipate that they will win more games like they won last night? On the road, absolutely, especially when you're not shooting the ball well. So you've mentioned it earlier already. you got to defend – I, I think there's still a soft seam in the middle of that floor. People are getting to the middle, and when you get to the middle of the floor, you have options to kick it out. You have options to drop it off to bigs. That's something they have to shore up. But what I did like 
what I did like is when they got beat, they didn't stop. They were more – that aggression level was there. I think, yes, that's how you do win. I mean, that's how you win championships. Now, the game has changed in the last 10 or 15 years. Pace is important. Possessions is important. But in meaningful times in the game, when games are on the line, you got to get a stop or you got to get a rebound yeah. or you have to make a free throw. Those, that's the difference between winning and losing on the road. That's the difference between winning championships. You're not going to see any 110 to 109 games against Gonzaga or against St. Mary's to win a WCC championship. It's going to be <laughs> grinded out possession by possession. And I think another one of the things that I loved about the coaching staff last night, I, watching the game on TV is so much better because I can sit in my couch and just take notes. Amazing sideline <laughs> reports as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> BYU scored 10 points on out-of-bounds plays and coming out of timeouts, which says a lot about the coaching staff, their preparation. I mean, they didn't just make those things up. Those little things like that are where you win close games. And this wasn't really a close game except – Utah State had many, many opportunities to cut that to two or four and just kind of shot themselves in the foot, to be honest with you, in terms of how they rebounded the basketball. I knew BYU was going to bring it, especially in the half-court sets, because I saw Terry Nash's shoes before the game. They were amazing. I even asked him what kind they were. I'm probably going to get them for Christmas. So he <laughs> brought it last night. That was the first indicator. <laughs> Kyle Davis didn't play in this game. He's He's... Uh, you know, got a, a, a banged up knee uh, from the Utah Valley game. Dave Rose said he's 50 50 for playing at USC. If he can't play, you got to start Yoli Childs again. What does this mean for uh, Yoli Childs, Braden Shaw, and the team? Well, I think people step up, and I think it changes everybody's mindset. I'm sitting there thinking, I couldn't have been more impressed with the Braden Shaw who plays so few minutes, almost good and scores eight points. I mean, BYU's behind at half if Braden Shaw doesn't play last night. Those four offensive rebounds for baskets. But I think everybody's mindset changes, and they step up. Yoli Childs is an athlete. He, he's aggressive. He, he, he rebounds to the ball, quick jumper, but he's going to make mistakes. And so if Kyle Davis is not there, the more he plays, the quicker he's going to get better and become more solid. Braden Shaw, Ace has actually been solid in a couple of games. He can score in a low post. He's a little bit limited in his lift and, and, and rebounding, but he, he's smart enough to know what to do around the basket. That would be a loss from leadership point of view and certainly you know, his contributions here the last two years. But this is opportunities for other people to step yeah. up. The other thing, that there are going to be some teams they need to go small. And when they can go small, uh, they can play four guards. Most coaches love to go small when they can. You, you both mentioned something about how BYU has played the last five or six years. Uh, I can also remember coaching with Coach Rose when we played a lot of inside out because we had, we had bigs. And I think that shooting woes will be resolved as they learn how to shoot out of that system rather than just in transition and off the dribble. Up, off yeah. the dribble. Yeah. Are you concerned about BYU's three-point shooting right now? Like, where, where is your level of concern in all of this? Well, as a coach, you, you always knew that three-point shooting would be a difference maker in terms of making runs or extending leads. But I, I don't think so. In fact, if anything right now, it's forcing them to play a style of basketball that's going to help them in January and February. T.J. Haas is a really good shooter. All right. He's also making a transition. You know, expectations are all over the place. So okay, high for this team. 
And uh, I mentioned this earlier to you all. I mean, we need to stop flying the Final Four banner, okay? And let's let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to this team needs to grow and learn and develop. And some of the expectations and things I hear from great fans, Cougar Nation, just great people, that they don't apply right now, okay? They just don't apply. And T.J. Haas is an outstanding player. Nick Emery is an outstanding player. They can shoot the basketball. They're going to go through it, especially T.J. I, I remember coming back after a mission and playing very soon, and it is really difficult to get your confidence back. But what happens when they score and win without their contribution shooting threes, it relaxes them. And I think T.J. needs to learn how to shoot on an inside-out pass rather than trying to always do it off the dribble. Let, just let the game come to you. It'll come to you. Look at the two threes that LJ made. Wide open. Feet squared, inside, out, three seconds to think about it, boom, perfect form, knocked him down. TJ can do that as well. Are you a lefty coach? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how, did you play, how did you shoot the ball as a player? I, I, you know what? They didn't give us threes. I'm so old. <laughs> hey, Mid-range I, game. I, I averaged about 18, 19 a game in college. I could have been 30. You could have been 30. It could have been 30 for President oh, Coach Cleveland with a three-point line. Yeah. Hey, uh, Saturday is a big game. USC is a top 50 team right now. Uh, they're nine in Lenardi's bracketology. I know it's early, but this is, this is a big game for the Cougar Saturday. What do you expect at Staples Center? I think it's – I'm glad I said a neutral site. Uh, uh, well, sort down the street <laughs> down from the street. campus, but, but it's still they don't play. They don't practice there. It's every a neutral day. court. Andy Enfield, we all know where he gained, gained great fame. Florida Gulf Coast gets to the NC Tway tournament in their second year as a program, and the <laughs> next thing you know, he's at USC. Uh, they love to push the ball. They're up there, athletic. Uh, they lost Boat Wright, a post player that's played started from the two years. So Boat Wright and maybe Kyle Davis. That'll kind of equal out itself in terms of losses to both programs. But this is an athletic team. I don't think they're as disciplined in terms of blocking out, in terms of doing the fundamental things, but you cannot let them get to the middle of the floor. They're going to have to contain. I could see BYU playing some 2-3 zone. They're not a great three-party and shoot team. They've got a few that can shoot it. But I think we're going to pack it in, make them shoot threes, and then the same mentality about rebounding the ball. Because this is a team that that's how they score, second and third shots. Do you think that the loss, and I want to rewind a little bit to the loss to Utah Valley. You say that it's going to help this team. And so I'm, I'm going to put it back on you. How, how specifically will it help BYU in January and February when they're in a tough game against a team like Portland or Pacific or San Francisco, a team on paper they're supposed to beat, but things just aren't going their way? How does a loss like that really help them in those scenarios? When the direction and leadership comes from the players and not the coaches on the floor, and it's the silent things, the talking to each other, and get the ball in. I, I remember having really good bigs, and they demanded that, give me the ball. It wasn't about me shooting the ball. Get the ball here so we can be better. And I, so I think these experiences, that's why I believe that the loss at UVU may have been the best thing that could have happened to this team. It's painful. It hurt. And, it felt uh, like a and funeral and, and, and let's not take away from Mark Pope's team and his preparation and their execution. And uh, they were fighters. They had that mentality, that, that mindset that BYU needs to have consistently. But I think it's going to be a real valuable tool that they can look back on and say, okay, we can't go back there anymore. Well, this is who we are, and let's, let's define who are we? Who are we? We've always kind of been defined, as you mentioned earlier, about, well, we, we got pace, we got possessions, we're going to shoot it early. You know what? You can't always play that way. You've got to be able to do that when it's there, but if not – 
Let's go back to the fundamental basketball where we pound it, rebound it, and defend it. Adapt or die. Adapt it's or always, die. It's always <laughs> entertaining to be educated by Steve Cleveland. President. Coach. Yeah, by Coach. President Coach <laughs> Cleveland. The I'm, pretty, PCC. I'm pretty sure I'm not the president anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're the president of the analysis. <laughs> Studio no, no, B. Yeah. There we go. Good I'm to be with you both. Studio B. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Guys. Thanks. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, what impressed you the most in BYU's win over Utah State last night? At Wasito 67 said, mounds of rebounds. 55 <laughs> to be exact, plus 24. Coming up, big deal, no deal, are going for two picks as well. We shot 75% last night. That's pretty good, right? I shot higher than that. Woo! Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Get your popcorn and your soda ready. There's more BYU Sports Nation on the way. That's exactly right. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Facebook for the latest and greatest from Cougar Is that caffeinated soda, by the way? Nope. (laughs) There's a lot of controversy about that, actually, uh, in the building here. There will always be. I love me some BYU Broadcasting All replies. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. You just say reply alls in general, right? No, some reply alls are... uh, Effective? Yeah. Worthwhile? Yeah, but not when it's to uh, 500 people. <laughs> Every, if you work at like a decently sized company, it's a large, you know you don't always want to know what everyone thinks about everything, right? Yes. Am I off on this? No, this okay. is deep thoughts and sound logic Handy? brought to you by see, Jerem see, Jordan. See, like our control room right now is, yeah, they're clapping. Yeah. Yes. And it, yes. One, one of those guys... <laughs> Is our is our director and technical director Julian Riley? He's yes. he he's the guy that will reply all and be like sarcastic response, like "Why are you replying all?" But the irony is, he replied all as well. That's the thing about it. He's just trying to prove a point. Man. I know. Just trying but to. So prove was a point. the original person. Everyone's trying to prove points. Hey, let's reply all for our <laughs> BYU Sports Nation headline, shall we? Last night in Salt Lake City, BYU beat Utah State seventy-seven sixty-three. Defensive, grinded out effort. Big brother, little brother. Eric Mika led the Cougars with twenty points. L.J. Rose had a career high eighteen points with nine rebounds and six assists. How about L.J. Rose? Is BYU's leading defensive rebounder? He's bringing it, dude. He's From he's rebounding like H- Kyle Collinsworth did H-Town last year. H-Town takeover, Spencer. Hey, he said the Cougars had a point to prove. Uh, you know, Saturday we didn't we didn't show any heart. Uh, we didn't play hard. Uh, we came out. We got embarrassed. So guys have been waiting. We've been practicing hard, and we knew we had to come out and respond. And respond, the Cougars did, despite missing Kyle Davis, who sat out with a knee injury. He's day-to-day. In fact, Dave Rose said he has a 50-50 chance of playing against USC on Saturday. So, looks like more Braden Shaw, more Yoli Childs. Steve Cleveland just joined us and talked about what that means for the Cougars moving forward. Download the podcast if you want to hear what the president coach had to say. ESPN's Joe Lenardi produced his uh, latest bracketology, and BYU is not in it! Cougars have six opponents, however, in the tournament as of now, according to Lenardi, including Saturday's opponent of USC, who is a number nine seed. Ken Palm ranked 43. Top 50 wins matter, Spencer. Tell you what, right now, if BYU beats USC on Saturday, they will be back on the bracketology board, at least in the first four out or yeah, the next they, four they, out. They will be back on it. They're nowhere to be seen right now. It's just a bunch of tumbleweeds there. BYU quarterback Taysom Hill watched the basketball game courtside last night, told me that... 
he's doing as well as he can be, considering what happened on Saturday night and having to miss the bowl game. He will have surgery next week to repair a tendon to his tricep muscle. And Preston Jenkins, did you hear about this? Second fastest time in school history in the 200 freestyle leg of an 800 freestyle relay yesterday. At the Texas Invitational, the team is split up into the Texas Invitational in Austin, and Texas, uh, Austin, Texas, rather, and uh, at the Colorado Mesa, uh, Mesa State Invite in Grand Junction, Colorado. So good luck to the swim and dive teams. Let me be the first to congratulate one Jerem Jordan, I believe, on his first perfect night shooting going for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Brought to you by BYU Dining Services. Jerem Jordan. Well done, my friend. We'll get to his perfect night in just a moment. My less than perfect night up first. About time. Number one, I said BYU would shoot a better three-point field goal percentage than Utah State. That's a complete miscalculation of what happened. Yeah, I know, okay? <laughs> Dr. Bob I know, again. Coach and I. I was wrong, but here's the unbelievable part. Unbelievable. Utah State shot 26% from the three-point line, <laughs> and BYU was worse. Wow. That's, the Cougar shot 20%. That stinks. I'm sorry. No, you're not. You're right. I'm not. <laughs> we, were, we were laughing <laughs> courtside because the whole game, you're like, I'm not going to get three-point percentage. I'm like, that's unbelievable. Oh, my God. That's crazy. BYU shooting 30% for the season, by the way. That's However, right. that's bad. my man Eric Mika came through for me with my <sighs> second going for two pick. I said he would have three fouls or less. Swiss! Yes! Swish from Eric Mika in that regard. He had three fouls, and that was a big part of why BYU won the game. He was on the floor a lot, and he was a force. One for two. That keeps me at 500 for the season. So going in, I believe I was... You were plus five. Yeah, 17 and 17 overall. Now I'm 18 and 18 on the season with that... Oh, so excuse me. No, I am 17 and 17 now. So still at 500, looking to get over that mark. I need a two for two. I need a two for two on Saturday against USC. two. Okay, hey, hey, but, but Jerem Jordan, he's the man of the hour, right? I said BYU win by 10-plus. Swish! BYU won by 14. Yes, swish. Yeah, when they were up by 9 with like 4 minutes to play, yeah. you're like, come on, Let's free go! throws! Stops and free throws! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, I said BYU will have 4 players in double figures. Swish! Now, I didn't know Kyle Davis wasn't going to play. So when I heard that news, I thought, hmm, interesting. But guess who came to the rescue? Brayden McRebound. Eagle Idaho Shaw. That's right. Ten points. Uh, Nick Emery only had ten points. You only had nine, though. So it, it was close to being five, dude. So I got that one. I'm 13-21 uh, on the season. Uh, I feel like I'm the Denver Nuggets or something. Um, <laughs> you're up four on me. So I'm, I, hey, I'm scratching my way back. I need a couple nights where I go two for two and you go over two. I, this se- it's a long basketball season, though. If we're doing, like, almost every game. There's a lot of games. So okay. I'm not feeling as hopeless. Who's yeah, who's So I'm looking I'm looking at the current NBA well, I'm like, standings. I'm like the, the you're like magic wa- or you're the, the Wizards. Washington Wizards. Yeah, they stink. Right Wes Unseld. John Wall. Jerem Jordan is the Washington Wizards. Gilbert Arenas. Right now. Hibachi! And uh right now I am the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, of when? F- like 500. the late 80s? Oh, 500. Oh, of right now. Yeah. Come on, Damian Lillard, let's go, man. He can step Rap it up. Rap about that. He'll step it up. This is good. Dame. I love drawing Dame. these comparisons. Yeah, you got to love Damien. <laughs> hey, two for two. Congra- congratulations, Jerem. Thank you. Thank you. But it's don't, a, it's let's about not, stinking time, man. I know. Let's not make it a big deal, right? Like, 
<laughs> Act like you've been there before, man. Here, ref. Here's a touchdown. Going for two Here's brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Our Twitter question today, what impressed you the most in BYU's win over Utah State last night? Was it the four players in double figures that Eric Mika had three fouls or less or that BYU still won and only shot 20% from the three-point line? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. At J underscore Royal 09 says that they dominated the boards and still won with a horrendous three-point percentage. We're just used to one way of doing business. Like, there needs to be multiple business models. Like, you have your main one, then you should have an alternate one when you have a bad quarter of business, if you will, if you have a bad shooting night, and that's okay. And and I really like the way that BYU's bench is playing. I like the way uh, I like the way that BYU's playing, uh, played defense in that one game. It's not just fixed, though. Let's be careful here. Poof! It's good. Nope, that's not how it works. It's not magic. I finally saw Fantastic Beasts and, and where to find them, so now I know where the beasts are. BYU, I think, knows at least where to find its defense and rebound. The Cougars 5-2. and two. Dave Rose said that he wanted to go deeper into his bench. He needed more bench production if he wants his team to be successful. Here comes Braden Shaw and Braden Jamal Shaw's going to Aids. see more time. Davin Gwynn is seeing some more time. And while Davin didn't shoot the ball well last night, he plays good defense yeah. and creates hustle plays. Got some rebounds, yeah. He was over 5 from 3, uh, but he does other things on the court that, that merit him being there. Stephen Bale came into the game. Colby Lavison came into the game. Did they play 11 guys? Zach Frampton got into the game last night. Yeah. Frampton, the white flag. At Melicopter says, rebounds. Can't wait until the three start dropping for these guys. Scary proposition, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Up next, big deal, no deal. Kyle Davis, 50-50 for the game against USC. BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, hanging out live in the studio bizzle. If you ever miss an episode of this show in its live format... The rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And at 9 Eastern, tomorrow you can watch the Princeton Tigers, yes, take on 10th-ranked BYU women's volleyball in the NCAA tournament. Big time. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, BYU TV. BYU women's volleyball beginning what they hope is a trip to a fifth consecutive Sweet 16 or beyond. How about the program standard for BYU women's volleyball? Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) <laughs> but they are at home where they've been really good. But the only team to beat the Cougars at home this year could be the team BYU plays in the, the second University round. The University of Utah. That team up north. Is oh, they say. you don't think the NCAA was like, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need to potentially line this Slash, up. Slash, mm-hmm. hey, it's uh, the NCAA tournament and it's a regional thing. Oh. When it's not foot- the, the men's basketball team. I know that, but still. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. That's, that's elite. <laughs> Speaking of elite, <laughs> an update on Mitch Matthews coming oh, up in oh, the Cougar Whip Around. Shout oh. out to uh, those up near Lambeau Field. <laughs> Sounds like you don't need to wait anymore. Hey, hey, no, that's still a tease. I didn't say exactly what it was. People don't know. Twitter question today: What impressed you the most in BYU basketball's win over Utah State last night at Kugbaka? <laughs> LJ Rose can score when needed, and he was needed last night. Hashtag Everyone can step up. Eighteen points, a career high for LJ Rose. He's not the uh, guy BYU need, wanted, but he's the guy they needed. Time to play big deal, no deal. Big deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States. For over 65 years, Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. 
Spencer, did you just tell us that Mitch Matthews may or may not be doing something with the Packers coming up soon? I don't know. Is that where Lambeau Field is? The Acme Packing Company. <laughs> we may or may not be playing Big Deal, No Deal right now. Too. We may Number or may one. not be on TV and radio right now. Number one, Big Deal, No Deal. BYU's bounce back win against Utah State. I'll go Big Deal. BYU needed that. UVU mm. was shocked to the system. That was I called that the worst loss in the Dave Rose era. It was personal. It was emotional. It was... Marriott Center record, 114 and 18 threes. That was, that was nice. This is an in-state game. Right before the game, what did I tell you? Right before the game. This is a big game, and BYU has to win. Yeah, it's a bi- it was a bigger game in that moment than I even thought going in. So BYU beat an in-state team. That was important after Utah Valley, another in-state team. And the way they did it, I think, was a bigger deal. They found a way to win after shooting 4 for 20 from the three-point line and did so... By 14 points, BYU was good from the free throw line again. So this is a big deal because of what BYU learned in the process, and Coach Cleveland spoke on that. President, Coach Cleveland. The leadership that the players displayed after the Utah Valley loss, led by L.J. Rose, like Kate, they, they are coaching each other now. It's not just coaches to players. It's they're holding each other accountable, and that will reap some uh, big rewards for BYU moving forward. We saw it against Utah State. Number two. Big deal, no deal, as reported by Jerem Jordan. Well, actually, it was just Dave Rose answering Jerem Jordan's question. Kyle Davis, 50-50 for Saturday's game against USC. This one's hard. Uh, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I think Yoli Childs is up for the task, and I think Braden Shaw is proving himself to be a solid bench contributor. Granted, it was kind of one big game, so let's see a little more against a better opponent. Uh, but I'll go big deal on this. Uh, he was a, what, 12-7 and guy last year, 10-5 and guy this year. USC's a good team. It's on the road. Big, big stage, right? Gonzaga and Arizona are going to play. BYU's going to play USC. I'll go big deal on this. He's a big part of this team. I'm going to say big deal because Kyle Davis is one of two seniors on the current basketball team. I mean, he's been in a lot of situations. He's not going to get rattled very easily. So you mentioned the big stage, Staples Center. Like, you have... Braden Shaw and Yoli Childs, not saying that they will be easily rattled, but when you have a senior, he's played in a bunch of places, and it just he's played at Gonzaga, you know? Like, he's been playing against good teams, so not having his leadership on the floor is big, but I think he'll take, if he can't play, he'll take an increased role as a, as a coach player, because that's what Kyle does, that's who he is. Yeah. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU, nowhere to be found in the latest Joe Lenardi ESPN Bracketology update. I'll go no deal just because it's December 1st. Uh, we played this game before, right, with BYU. BYU is very bubblish. It's one of the most bubblish teams in the country. They kind of hang on the bubble. That's where they've been. Uh, so I'll go no deal because it's so early. I think BYU can make up a lot of ground here. If BYU beats USC Saturday and then they beat Colorado the next Saturday, they're in, man. Like, yeah. like as, of, as of then. That's what I mean by that. I'm trying to find any reason that this would be a big deal, but it's December 1st. Would we, if they were in, would we say it's a big deal? No, because it's December 1st. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Nobody right cares. Yeah. Well, well a lot well, of people actually do care. Some people can't not care. What? Well, no, you bring up a good question. Would we say it's a big deal if BYU were in right now? Probably. Probably, because the name of the show is BYU Sports Nation on a channel called BYU TV. So maybe I should give it its, <laughs> fa- I should give it its, its fair shake and say that it is a big deal because 
they're not in. And this is the standard of success, right? If BYU is being discussed as an NCAA tournament team, then they are... This is the metric whereby you... They're succeeding. You know what it's... You know what's not? Rankings. Who cares if you're in the top 25? Not in college basketball. It's about Who are you cares? projected to make the NCAA tournament. That's the new ranking yes. system. Yes. That is the de facto ranking system. And BYU has four non-conference opponents in. They've played one of them, Princeton. They have three more in. Yeah. So it's no deal because it's December 1st and there's a lot of basketball left to play. Sorry, two. BYU's played two. They went one and one. Valpo and Princeton. And they Princeton. still play USC and Colorado. But it is a big deal because it's the measure of success, right? Yep. So yeah, it's uh, that's kind of it's a fun like, one. It's like the independent conference, not a champion, not a the mythical championship. Yeah, the BYU won in football. Number four. Speaking of rankings, you may or may not care about <laughs> BYU is two hundred and ninetieth in the nation in three point shooting percentage. This is a big deal to me because uh, BYU seven games in. I'm still going to wait until about third. I'm going to wait until non conference to make a declaration about this team as a three point shooting team. But right now, it's not good. Thirty percent ain't. No good. BYU's way better than this in reality. Factually, right now, they are not. You are what you are, right? 30%. But I think BYU is going to rebound from this. Pun intended. BYU is 5-2 and two despite being one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country right now. There are 351 Division I college basketball teams. BYU is 290. So yeah. in the bottom They're five 15%. They're 5-2 because they played Coastal Carolina, Coppin State. Utah Valley, BYU, I can't remember how they shot. But you, you haven't played this, like, incredible schedule. No, BYU shot the three-pointer pretty well against Valparaiso and yeah. lost. Yeah. So I, I don't know that – I don't think it's that big of a deal right now because they can win without shooting the three-pointer well. We've seen that against Princeton, against Utah State last night. They would be 7-0. and I know. If they shot the three. Well, I don't normally. know. Normally. They shot the three at over 40% against Valpo and lost. It's right. about They'd defense. Be six and one. It's about defense, right? They'd be, they, yeah, yes. BYU would have beaten Utah Valley, and they wouldn't have been scared into and defensive submission. They would have beaten Valparaiso had they found a, a way to get a few more defensive stops. I still just want to win. Even, yeah. So I don't think it is a big deal right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I call it a big deal, though, because I'm thinking about what it could mean later. Mm. Number five. Big deal, no deal. The second most productive athlete on campus from Eagle, Idaho. First. Tanner Mangum will start at oh. quarterback in the Poinsettia Bowl. <laughs> Braden Shaw is number one in the Eagle, Idaho power rankings. Indeed, right what now. have you done for me lately, Eagle, Idaho power rankings? This is, this is a big deal. Tanner Mangum has started one bowl game. It was last year, Vegas Bowl. BYU went down 35 nothing. That was crazy. Led 28 points back. I, I think that that experience will be valuable for him because he's not coming in wide-eyed. Can you imagine if, say, Bo Hodge was the starter? It'd be very different, Bo right? Bo Hodge. That guy, yeah, exactly. So I, I go big deal because I think Tanner Mangum will be ready, and he has the whole month to get ready. He's going to take all of the practice snaps, the repetitions. He's got 20, I think, what are we, 20 days away from the actual bowl game? Mm -hmm. Three weeks from yesterday. How about that? December 21st, get your tickets, BYUtickets.com, right now for the Poinsettia Bowl between BYU and either, we think, San Diego State or Wyoming. I think this is a big deal because this is... Right now, the most important game of the season. BYU wants to get to 9-4, and four, and yeah. he'll have Jamal Williams behind him to take pressure off of what he has to do. But he's number two in the Eagle Idaho Power Rankings right now. He had 472 quarterback rating on Saturday. <laughs>
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it, Eagle Idaho. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Last night in Salt Lake City, BYU beat Utah State 77-63. Eric Meek led the Cougars with 20 points. LJ Rose had a career-high 18 along with 9 rebounds and 6 assists. Kyle Davis missed the game with an injury. Dave Rose said that Kyle Davis has a 50-50 chance of playing against USC Saturday, day-to-day, with that knee injury. President Coach Steve Cleveland, the PCSC, spoke at length about expectations for BYU basketball and said, take down the Final Four banner for now. Give them time to grow. Luckily, there's not one up yet. We'll just talk of it. ESPN's Joe Lenardi doesn't have BYU in today's latest bracketology. However, the Cougars have six opponents in the tournament, including Saturday's opponent, USC. They're a ninth seed. Football. Taysom Hill watched the BYU-Utah State basketball game from courtside last night at Energy, excuse me, Vivint Smart Home Arena. Energy, Delta, Delta Vivint Smart Home Arena (laughs) Center. He told me, after I asked him, how you doing? As good as I can be, to quote him. He'll have surgery next week to repair a tendon that is attached to his tricep muscle. Cougars in the NFL. NFL agent Brett Tesla reports via Twitter that former BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews will work out for the Green Bay Packers next week. Elite! Swimming and diving. Preston Jenkins had the second fastest time in school history in the 200 freestyle leg of the 800 freestyle relay yesterday at the Texas Invitational. Men and women's swim and dive teams are in action this weekend at the aforementioned Texas Invitational in Austin, Texas, and at Colorado Mesa for the Mesa State Invite. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help, and you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Brainshaw, who's had 10 points, didn't miss a shot last night, five rebounds. He's number one in my Eagle Idaho BYU Sports Nation BYU Athlete Power Rankings. Tight race with Tanner Mangum there. Yep. What impressed you the most in BYU's win over Utah State last night? Our elite tweeted today from at TX Colonel. Who I met last night for the first time, Jerem. Oh, yeah. Said Cosmo wiping the floor with the Utah State cow <laughs> in a dance-off. He did. Cosmo was awesome. Thanks to Steve Cleveland and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSF. Join us for Amy Boswell at BYU Women's Volleyball. Tomorrow, also on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast on iTunes. For Jerem, I'm such a shout-out to Bob Davis.